Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is June 24th, 2022. And welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad it's Friday today. I'm joined today by a special guest, Sean Bingham, our Director of Risk Management. Hello, Sean. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today because... You know, you've been doing uh, this for a long time. I'm again. I'm not calling you old, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. But uh, you know, with all the volatility in this world, uh, in many different directions, uh, I, I just have so much fun reading your morning commentary uh, about uh, your take on what's happening on the different markets, and uh, a lot's been happening. So I thought today we'd do a little recap of that. What do you say? Yeah, I think I think absolutely. I mean, the markets have been down, uh, are down well off the highs, and uh, I know everybody's kind of scratching their head a little bit and uh, trying to figure out what's going on. And I and I, I have some personal feelings about it, and so I thought we could share those. Well, let's let's do that. Let's uh, let's take that. I don't know if we can call it an inflation station, but <laughs> it's uh, we're pulling up to the next stop. Yeah. And uh, let's let's sit, let's sit in the cafe for a second and uh, let's have I don't know maybe uh, not a soda but a libation and yeah. uh, talk a little bit about what to expect moving, what's happening, and what's what to expect moving forward. So I'll let you start us out. These markets will definitely uh, cause you to drink, right? I mean, this is yeah. uh, these are not uh, soda pop markets. You know, this all really this this whole downdraft in commodity prices over the last uh, week or so really started with the uptick in the CPI number from eight point three to eight point six. That was no one was really expecting that. It was way outside what anyone thought. Even PPI, which cooled a little bit, was still 10.8%. And it was it was a shot across the Federal Reserve's bow that they were not being aggressive enough. Even at the time, we were talking about them going 50 basis points. The market, the market right after that report wanted more, and they got it, right? The Fed came in and they raised 75 basis points to one and a half to one in uh, the range of one and a half to one and three quarter percent. And I think more importantly, what happened is, is this is not just a, a U.S. story. This is a global story. Central banks across, across the world are all fighting inflation. Uh, you pick, pick a location and, and they pretty much have high inflation uh, that they're dealing with, particularly in, in Europe with the Ukraine situation. So, Really, what we have is a situation now where central banks are going to be very active raising rates, and uh, just you know, just shortly after that CPI and PPI report, the World Bank came out and they slashed global growth from five point seven percent to two point nine percent for twenty twenty two, and that is that is no small yeah. <laughs> downgrade. I mean, that uh, almost a third. That's a that is a huge downgrade, and so what you have is you have equity markets, energy markets, every bond markets, everything 
is in effectively free fall at this point because wow. uh, because you know everyone's realizing that we are the there were a lot of folks that were not sure whether we were going to tip into a recession or not. I think I don't think the question is are we going to be in a recession. The question is how big. And even uh, even a day or two ago, uh, in front of a Senate Banking Committee, Powell. He let the cat out of the bag. He said the the trying to to hit a soft landing was going to be very very difficult, and that more rate hikes are on the way, and that that has markets on edge uh, pretty much everywhere. Sure. And I mean, I'm just looking at some of these uh, kind of Thursday close prices, Mike. Corn from the highs, Dece corn down fourteen and a half percent. Soybeans almost eleven percent. Uh, oil nineteen point four. You just go down the list. Cotton down almost twenty four percent. Right. Uh, nat gas down almost thirty five percent, and that has wow. a lot lot to do with that LNG uh, plant explosion down in Houston. That's backing up nat gas down there. But a lot of knock off or knock on effects of this when when central banks around the world start to raise rates, it push it puts the most pressure on uh, the countries that can least afford to handle higher rates. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about your Italy's and your Greece and your Cyprus. And we have seen their bond yields skyrocket. And there are a lot of folks that are worried that this that fighting high inflation is going to create another potential uh, debt uh, crisis situation in some of these Southern uh, European Union, Union places. And now the ECB has come out and, and they, they're trying to get ahead of this. And they said they, they're going to put some plans together to hold down the borrowing costs of countries like this. But, uh, you know, this is this is a risk off uh, market right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really, there's it's it's very difficult to say how 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 much further things could go down before this cools off. Yeah, and we we had our uh, this week we had our uh, spring market outlook. So we again uh, we talked about the fundamentals of the different grain markets and what uh, you know some of the challenges there with not only production uh, but the uncertainty over in Ukraine, uh, et cetera. Talking about from fundamental, but from your standpoint, looking at the uh, uh, the the future side. Uh, what are the key things that you think uh, might happen moving forward and what people should look out for? Well, we're, we are, the markets are technically into oversold territory. And by the markets, I mean uh, soybean oil, wheat, uh, corn is, is getting into that area. So we've seen some real technical breakdowns. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at the number of agriculture commodities that are now below their 100-day moving average, it's probably the highest it's been in maybe six or seven months easily. So what's happening to exacerbate this move is if the Fed is going to come in and they're going to put the hammer down on inflation, well, what does that mean for all those folks that that put a lot of money into commodity index funds, exactly, hoping that they would make money and protect their their bond and stock portfolios if inflation got out of control. Well, now they're all going to get out of the market if the Fed is yeah. is really engaged. So some of this downdraft is index money based. I will say you brought up the fundamental situation, and there's no doubt that it, look at the fundamentals, supply demand, where we are in stocks to use, the whole Ukraine situation. 
is not really suggestive of a market that is going to continue in free fall. There's just too many unknowns. Uh, we are way too right. early in this crop cycle to say right. all is you, that you can wave the white flag and say, we're all good. You know, we're, we're, we're safe because we certainly not. So I'm looking at this uh, and my models are telling me uh, coincidentally at the same time that this is really a good opportunity to take some risk off the table right here, mm. right now over, you know, if you haven't done so uh, today or yesterday, uh, early next week is probably going to be a time where you're going to want to either, you know, put some bids above the market, uh, which is my, I, what I prefer to do. I'm, I'm not a big fan of putting bids underneath the market because I've been run over too many times in the past. Uh, I'd prefer to let the market show me that it's going to go back up before I buy. But I, you know, I would say probably want to be looking at it covering 15, maybe 25% of some future needs here, but we're still, we're still in the, in the early or the late portion of the seasonal highs for a lot of these markets. So we have, mm -hmm. we have another few months to go before we hit that September, October period when we, when we know is a good time to, to start picking up some of these commodities at a lower price. So my, my gut tells me this is a, a good point to go ahead and take some coverage and contracts. We're very likely, because we are oversold, we're very likely to see uh, a lot of commercial buyers step in, as well as some of the high-frequency fund guys looking for a quick pop back up, uh, let the market you know, cool some of this downside momentum. And then we're probably going to take another leg down and, uh, and, and, and look at maybe picking something up, hopefully, uh, you know, September, October timeframe. Uh, and protecting ourselves, but because we're not out of the woods in any of this stock situation yep. in some of these commodities, yep. so that that's that's my game plan. I you know we'll see if we'll see if it's right, uh, but I'm all about taking uh, you know when you can reduce risk in markets that are this volatile, you need you need to do it even even if the prices aren't super attractive. Right. You know, it's managing that risk. And what's the other saying we say? Uh, buy and hope you're wrong. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. one of them. Hey, look. So it's, you know, it's, it's, take something. Yeah. One, you know, one, take something off the table. One sure way to make sure the market goes lower is to buy something now. Yeah. Because that, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 we have a lot of sayings, Sean. We do. Food uh, business. When you've, you know, when you've been, when you've been in, in the trading business as long as I have, you, I've, yes. So many sayings. But yes, that donate that, donate that small amount of buys right now. Now, with the uh, understanding, you probably will hate them later, and that'd be a good thing. So, there you go. Yeah. We should do a T-shirt with all our sayings. I think that I, would uh, it'd be a, that'd be pretty funny. It'd be about the size of a car. I mean, it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I used to keep track of them. Some it people here at McKinney know I used to keep track of yeah, them. Yeah, it'd be a T-shirt so. for an elephant. I have a funny story about that. We used to when we were on the floor. You know, you have trading cards, right? And yep. uh, anytime somebody would say something stupid or make some kind of a prediction inevitably someone standing around would pull a trading card out, write it down and stamp and timestamp it. And so, if, <laughs> and so if you ever said anything, you know, dumb on the floor, you made some kind of wild prediction. I guarantee you that there's a group of traders that have a stack of those sitting in their pockets still. Yes. They go all timestamped and say, you know, I've had it happen to me on this date. You said X, Y, Z. And uh, that's, yeah, that's how we called each other uh, to task. <laughs> Uh, down on the floor because they're 
really a friendly bunch of guys down there. So, and there was always, there was always a lot of money involved on that usually as well. So there you go. There you go. Well, you did mention uh, the systematic model. So those that are interested to learn more about it, uh, really great tool to help you make those decisions, crucial decisions. Uh, So please reach out to us if you want to learn more about that. Uh, Also, Sean, we have a webinar, risk management webinar coming up uh, next month, I believe. Uh, You want to tell folks, tell folks about that? Not really. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we set the date for July 13, if I Excellent. if I remember correctly. And I think, and um, I'm planning on covering uh, the topic of seasonality. Which, since we we're kind of in that uh, approaching that seasonal downswing, I want to talk about how we how we measure seasonality in some of these contracts. I want to talk about is seasonality changing. Is it the same as it used to be? Is it just as important? I think I've got some uh, interesting insights on 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 uh, how seasonality may be uh, changing over time, and then more importantly, how can we use seasonality other than just saying, "Oh, well, you know, this is usually when the market peaks, and this is usually ah, when very the market troughs." So, yeah, that that's all interesting, but if we can't use it, it doesn't help us. So, I've got some ideas cool on uh, how we might use those uh, those seasonality biases and charts and uh, to our favor as well excellent that's what I plan to cover excellent July 13th and I believe it's at 11 a.m Pacific Standard Time so you'll be able to register for that I think starting next week at mckinney fothelcom Sean I want you to have a wonderful weekend uh, all those listeners out there. Uh, Have a wonderful weekend. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. And until our next podcast, take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit mckinney-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.